<laughs> Hello, everybody. Yes, 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 yes. Zoom, please. Uh, there was a time when you were really cool. But welcome, everybody. Uh, we are live, a little delayed, but hey, it's technology, and we don't let technology rule our wheelhouse. We just employ it to pull the uh, paddle wheel. So welcome, everyone. I just want to speak favor over all of us this day. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Be of service to others, and when it's time, they'll be of service to you. It's how it works, and it's kind of cool. And happy birthday if you got one. Sending out some healing thoughts to Courtney, who's going in for some surgery tomorrow. Courtney, we're already surrounding you, girl, making sure that you're there, feeling much better. And uh, hey, thank you for tuning in. I have a great guest, one I always enjoy. Uh, between him and Ryder Lee, I know it, it's just phenomenal. And now I'm going to have to add Brandon to that. So we got the triad. Chris Matthew of Forbidden Knowledge News. How are you, my friend? Wayne, thank you so much for having me. I'm excellent. It's always great to talk to you, and it's been way too long. I tell you, yeah, we need to, you know, as they say, we've got to start meeting more frequently. Yes, you know, for sure. And then somehow I get the song in the back of my head, Me and Mrs. Jones. <laughs> we got that thing going on. But anyway, Chris, how are you? And you know, Chris and I are neighbors for everyone who wants to know. He's oh I Yes, about a hundred miles, maybe about a hundred miles, I'd say, but uh, just north of me. So, how are you, my friend? Oh, I'm I'm excellent. I can't complain. Uh, things have been treating me. The universe has been treating me very well since we last spoke, and uh, things are on a good trajectory. So, um, this is wonderful to be speaking with you about it. Hey, listen, it, it's exciting because you know we're always moving or at least that's the theory i think that if we become static you know stagnant you know then as they use the analogy uh if a pond becomes stagnant it means it has no life so yeah so i understand sir since the last you and i met you were you've had a few encounters changes I, epiphanies i don't know i mean how would you describe you know, this i still don't know myself sir but as of now, my understanding at this point is that I made contact with my spirit guides. It was time. And they gave me profound information, guidance, advice, and set me on a path that I was truly supposed to be on. Uh, and man, I just realized I, I matched my background. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it was. It's, it has uh, a certain Jetade Squaw continuity, yeah. you know. <laughs> But it was a series of very profound events, and it only happened, I'd say, going on two years ago now. Um, this, this show that I do, Forbidden Knowledge News, was um, at the time, last time I spoke to you, was a hobby. Yeah. It was something I did on the side. I had a day job that I was not too fond of. I was making good money. I was making a nice living, but I hated doing it. I hated waking up and going to it every day, and I wanted this, what I'm doing here with you, to be my thing. But, you know, making a couple of hundred bucks a month off of this isn't going to do it. Uh, so it's you know, into like the really minimalism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I put this intent in my head and, you know, I, at the time I had started meditating. And like I said, this is almost two years ago now. I was at the time in a bad relationship uh, with my girlfriend and we were going through a rough breakup. Uh, a stalker type breakup where I had to get a restraining order, one of those types of things. Uh, but that's besides the point. Uh, I was going through. Love is so grand, this. isn't it? Oh, yeah. 
yeah, I was going through a kind of rough time with this and I decided to ramp up the meditation because I couldn't get too far with it, man. I was stuck. I think I couldn't get past a certain point due to like childhood dogma, things that are from my childhood. Uh, I just wanted to get to the point where I could sink deeper into a, a state of relaxation and true meditative hypnagogic state. Um, and that night I did, uh, I was able to quickly go into a, a deep state of meditation where I was completely relaxed and, uh, um, I can only describe it as just perpetual darkness and blackness and peace was surrounding me. Um, in there now earlier that night, I have to preface this with, I think I saw my first UFO as well, um, in the neighbor, uh, talking in the neighbor's yard and I see these three like bright triangular these three bright flames in a triangular formation just going straight up i said that's interesting and then it just poof, just kind of blipped out of existence and i said i've never seen anything like that before could be something unknown maybe but it was interesting so later that night i go into my meditative state and uh this is where things get a little freaky i uh i'm so deep and i'm so relaxed i just let myself go and i start feels like my consciousness is traveling through time. I start to see beautiful geometric shapes surrounding me, what you would call downloads of information, science, mathematics, all these profound things that were coming to me in a split second. And there was no way I could understand what was coming to me. It all unfolded eventually and still is very much so. Um, and that's when I started seeing different faces and these voices started speaking to me. And I'm kind of like, wondering what the hell's going on here. Never experienced anything like this. And out of the kind of right peripheral subconscious side of my vision, this beautiful blue light comes and envelops me. And I feel the most profound, beautiful feelings of love and acceptance that I've ever had. Now, Wayne, I love my mother. <laughs> I love my father. I thought I loved my ex-wife, but this feeling is something that I could never have described or still can describe to this day, the power of love and acceptance and beauty of this. It's just indescribable. And it felt like a drug and it felt like the best drug I've ever felt. And I didn't want to come out of it. And that's when the voice started speaking. It was like, hello. And I started freaking out a little bit. I was like, somebody's talking to me. Somebody's talking to me here. And I was like, hello. And it, like the communication was so instantaneous. It was so wonderful. Like before I could even finish a thought, the answer would be coming to me from this entity. I was like, uh, I got started to freak out a little bit, jumped to some childhood dogma, said, in the name of Christ, are you good? And before I could even finish that, just this beautiful, warm feeling came over me. Yes, I'm here for you. Just this wonderful feeling. And I kind of, I popped up and my eyes opened out of this meditative state. I'm like, oh crap, I just lost it. It's all gone. What was just happening? But no, I still felt this beautiful feeling. And this entity was right here with me, speaking to me. I was like, this is so wonderful. I wish I could talk like this with everybody. It's the most efficient uh, form of communication there is. And it's like, yeah, I know. And it was time for, for us to meet. And it's time. You were ready. You're ready to hear this information. I was like, oh, boy, I'm ready to hear what information. Uh, so it instructed me to get to a comfortable place and we would have a conversation. Um, he, I asked its name. He said, you would never be able to pronounce it. Call me something you feel comfortable with. Uh, I always liked my cousin's name growing up. His name was Laird. So I called him Laird. He was like, that's good. Cool. Call me Laird. Uh, so me and Laird 
continue to have this wonderful discussion. I feel like I'm on this beautiful love drug the whole time. And he's telling me uh, things that I had uh, needed to know, basically, that this was right when COVID hit. This was right when we didn't know what the hell was really going on. He's like, there's going to be some major changes ahead um, on our planet. And you're going to have to prepare for it. You're going to have to prepare for it mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Uh, things aren't are going to be rough for a little while. Um, you have a very small part to play in a huge collective job on this planet, and you're ready to engage in that job. It's like, okay, so what is it? They're like, you're already doing it. I'm like, oh, okay. So they're like, the message kept coming. You need to quit this job that's eating your life away. Just quit the job. Just do it just go, you know, keep doing the show, quit your job. I'm like, no, you know, I was not by far making enough to, to continue and, and just quit and go on. I had a little bit in savings, but not enough. But this, this profound conversation went on for about two hours and the connection just kind of started fading. I wasn't able to get it. And the love feeling was kind of fading after a couple hours. And they said, we're always here. You'll, you'll come back and we'll finish this. Uh, and Man, I was so freaked out. I, I contacted many of my contactee and, and researcher friends about, I thought I was talking to aliens at first, you know, I had no idea. Uh, it, it technically could be an alien. I still, you know, I'm open in the air about that, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that what I spoke to was one of my guides. Uh, and I needed to recreate this because I was still in such disbelief about what just happened. Uh, the next day I tried to do meditation again. I was still, I guess, too excited. I couldn't get to that state. Someone suggested put on some 432 hertz tones while I do this. So another day goes by, put on the tones. And I also, someone just told me to get into the bathtub, get into water. So I did that, put on the tones and boom, I was sunk deep really, really quickly. And this time um, it was a white light that enveloped my consciousness and all of a sudden, after the white light fades, I'm in a childhood memory uh, that, like, I, I remembered everything immediately as soon as I was back in that place. It was something I suppressed. It was a traumatic childhood memory. It was something that someone perpetrated on me. When I came out of that memory, my God said, you needed to remember this to move forward in your life. You needed to heal from this. And it was, you know, it was pretty rough. So that came through. I was going through kind of an emotional state. And he's like, well, uh, while you're, you know, while you're here with us, let's show you a little bit about who we are. We seed, uh, we also seed Christ consciousness across the galaxy for those who are ready. And the next thing I know, I close my eyes and it's like, I'm on a, I'm, the only way I can describe it is I'm on a massive ship and I'm looking out windows into the stars. These windows were just huge and it was a sterile surface. It was like gunmetal gray or kind of like a bluish uh, surface. And, uh, all of a sudden, the entity that I'm speaking with starts to manifest in front of me is this blue kind of hazy light. And then I start to feel love from different entities. I can tell it's not just him. I can tell for somehow that multiple entities are sending me love and then they start to manifest in front of me. <laughs> what I saw was these little etheric beings. They looked small. Um, but they were human hybrids, uh, animal human hybrid entities in these little cloaks. They were somewhat translucent. They were greenish in color. Uh, they were human hybrids. One was a bird hybrid. One was uh, like a bear. Another, they're just different types of animal hybrids. And the one that started speaking to me was a frog hybrid. He was a little frog man in a robe. And he's like, welcome. 
you know, we've been waiting for you. Um, do you accept your duty here that we put in for you? And I'm something I couldn't remember what he said exactly. I wish I did. And I was bawling at this point, crying like, yes, it was the most incredible experience I've ever had. And I'm like, where the hell am I right now? You know, they're like, you're just in a meditative state. You're in the tub. You're fine. Open your eyes. You'll <laughs> open my eyes. I'm the tubs, right? I mean, the bathroom's right there. I'm, everything's normal. Close my eyes. I'm back on this ship or etheric ship or whatever it was. And uh, the downloads just kept coming, uh, information about what I need to do for myself, um, what I need to look into, what I need to research, what I need to do to may help this show flourish, and the messages that I need to bring to people. And, you know, uh, they said that I was already doing this for the most part. I just had to concentrate a lot of more energy into this. And the first thing I needed to do was quit my job and do that. They also said that psychedelics are a great way to get in touch with them if the meditation is however stalled or you just want a way to get deeper into this and get deeper messages, eat some mushrooms. <laughs> this is honestly, I was like, what? Yeah. I used to, uh, when I was a teenager, I used to do psychedelics as a, like a party thing, you know, a stupid teenage thing. And I didn't know the spiritual benefits of this until I took these guys advice. I didn't do that till later. So after this meditative experience, I come out and it was just profound. Um, I'm getting like downloads all day after this, just information that I need to do. And I needed to recreate it one more time. I wanted to, to, to see if I could just do this uh, on my own and uh, what would happen. So the third day I, I was going to, but then I got sick. Um, I, I ate the wrong thing. I have stomach problems and I was just in severe pain in bed couldn't move, couldn't barely think. And I was like, you know, if this is real, if you guys are real, would you be able to help me with this? Could you maybe get rid of the pain, do something? And as I was saying that, this, this, this love feeling came to me and Laird was there and he's like, you can do that for yourself. And as soon as he said that, it was just gone. I felt amazing. I felt better as, you know, as soon as that love feeling started permeating and I felt amazing. I was like, there's has to be something to this. There really does. So I decided to just listen to him, man. I decided to give in. I took out my life savings. I quit my job. And I was in Southern Louisiana at the time. I did not like it. I did not enjoy the swampy energy that surrounded me every day there. And, you know, the low density energy coming from a lot of people around there. I needed to get out of there for a long time. And I finally said, you know what? Colorado mountains sound beautiful. Let's go. And uh, I was, uh, I had my roommate uh, my slash producer living with me at the, at the time, Corey, and we decided to uh, just take out everything, go to Colorado. And man, as soon as we did, it was terrifying. <laughs> like there was months there where I thought we weren't going to be able to eat and I didn't know what the hell we were doing and thought this was a big mistake and was ready to just start crying and go home. But I just kept at it. And man, I just remember that day I looked at our revenue and we had enough to pay rent in there. I was like, oh my goodness, it really happened. And then the, a few months later, we have enough to rent for rent and food. And it's like, ha, ah, this is this is really happening. This is wonderful. I should have taken this advice a long time ago. And then I started actually with the psychedelics. And that's a whole nother story we're going to get into if you'd like. Uh, but I'll pause there if you have any questions for me. <laughs> I'm enjoying the ride, man. I mean, continue <laughs> to drive the bus. Um, yeah. Um, lots of questions, but so are, where are you now at this? I mean, um, is the connection still there? Uh, you know, 
it's interesting how the arrival uh, and, and a spirit guide, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's different to different people, but nevertheless, we all have them. And I think it's so unique in the aspect of how, A, you arrived, B, uh, the experience of the contact and what it's done for you where you are now. And remarkable. I mean, it's, uh, it's fucking fantastic. I mean, it's a, it's a journey that um, I can relate to. I mean, many of us have had those similar type experiences where I'm a tad bit older than you, but that's just in perspective of experience, not necessarily age, but yeah, age does factor into it. But my point is, is that, so back in the, you know, 1970, 71, 72, three, those years where I was heavily into the psychedelics and mine was more spiritual than entertaining. Uh, I was a part of a research project, uh, Texas Research of Mental Science, um, where we were taught techniques of transcendental meditation. We were given group exercises, and that's where I got introduced to these other beings. Um, so for me, after the age of 16, I knew, particularly with the psychedelics, is that it's a direct path. It's 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 just, it's there's there's no process of steps. It's you're there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And for those who were never prepared to meet those beings, they always had bad trips. For them, it was a freaking nightmare mm. because what I was seeing as intelligence, they were seeing as fearful. Mm. Interesting perception. And to see you live this experience, one that so many, I know, even in the, uh, all those in the chat room, hello, moderators, much love and everyone else. Um, I know that many of us can relate to this. And then there's those who have the envy and going, I want to experience this. And so that would be my first question. Can others experience what you have? Because your story sounds like you were, well, it's interesting because you were preparing already, but can others experience it? Oh, I'd say 100% yes. And what, from what I've told and all the research I've done about it, it's you have to get rid of the fear and be ready for it. That's the main thing. You can't have any fear going into it. Uh, and you have to have set your intent that this is what you would like to, to, to achieve and this is who you'd like to contact. Um, because for me, that was the biggest thing that I had to get past was the fear. Um, it wasn't until I completely just said, fuck it, and just relaxed and closed my eyes and did it, that I got past that point. Uh, and you, you, to answer your question, yes, I still have contact, but it's much different now. It's a much stronger connection. It's a constant. It's always like I can just, yeah, okay, and get a message that I needed to hear. It, it comes through in the morning a lot. Um through dreams and it'll just pop into my head. I'll hear a ringing in my ear and then the communication will start. Um, but whenever I started first with the psychedelics, um, it was, it was always with psilocybin mushrooms. Um, I actually grew my own for a little while and it was a, it was an amazing experience. I learned how to do it and I learned, you know, that 
if you talk to them and show them love and give them different experiences, they'll give you the, you know, loving experiences back. Um, and the experiences I had with the psilocybin mushrooms were always profound. I always immediately, um, like you said, the connection is always there. And I talked to this and I managed to get in touch with different types of entities. I'm pretty sure some of them might've been extraterrestrial, uh, different than the angelic ones, much more intellectual. Uh, but there were plenty of different groups that I got in contact with under these psilocybin experiences, uh, including angelic beings, including very divine beings that I got <laughs> incredible wisdom from. Um, and I, I would do these, um, I, I would call them spirit quests or spirit journeys, uh, probably once or twice a month and just get profound information. And through this whole thing, you know, my journey goes, uh, you know, I started out in Denver with a little apartment. Now I'm, I'm in Fort Collins. We've got a nice little place out here and I met a girl <laughs> and that kind of leads to the next uh, part of the story here where um, me and my new girlfriend, October, she's been on the show before. She actually has her own show, the ancient gift. She's a psychic medium. Love to have her on. Oh yeah. We'll get her on for you for sure. Yeah, she's sure. Love to have her on a very powerful medium. And she had never had the psychedelic experience before. And I was like, well, sure. I'll guide you through it. Uh, let's, you know, give it a shot. <laughs> well, she starts out with a, a nice size dose and, uh, you know, a couple hours later, nothing. She's not feeling anything. She feels normal. I'm like, wow, this is weird. And, you know, and I'd already taken a nice size dose. So I was like, if you could take more, you know, go ahead. So we gave her a heroic, pretty, pretty large dose of the psilocybin mushroom. She doesn't feel anything at all. But something I start to notice is she's connected to the radio. We had our radio on and she gets connected to it. She can control the volume. She was controlling what type of music came on just by what words she was saying. I'm like, am I just, are you doing that? She's like, yeah, I don't know how. So that was the first interesting thing that happened. She feels Ooh. nothing, but somehow she's connected to electronics. The lights would dim and go, like if we were having an emotional conversation, the lights would dim and then get brighter whenever we, the emotions would pass. So we were like, I was connected to her. She was connected to like everything in the house. It was very intense. Um, and this was one of the, how was she feeling? She didn't feel anything. She was like, I feel kind of sleepy. I, I feel normal. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and I was like, oh gosh, you know, I'm starting to like, this is crazy. I don't know what's going on here. So uh, we decided to just do some work on me. Let's, you know, see where we can go. Uh, we found some more childhood traumas. She actually found um, an attachment that was there from, from childhood and banished it. And apparently that when she did that, there was a much more powerful and darker entity attached that kind of was hiding behind another entity and it was a reptilian now what happened next it, it was absolutely incredible i've never experienced anything like this you know we you say you have hallucinations under psychedelic experiences yeah sure um i personally believe there's a lot more to it depending on your circumstance and for me there was a lot more to this um, and it wasn't, you know, I didn't take that large of a dose to have these incredible hallucinations like some people say. Well, we were, we were in a conversation and all of a sudden she's 
talking to me and the things she is saying become darker and more malevolent and evil sounding. And then she's like, you know, I'll just tell you, I crashed on this planet thousands of years ago. I found humans. And then I attached myself to you because you looked like a good human to attach to. But I, I nurtured you and I got you this far in your life and I'm here now. So what are we going to do? Are you going to keep me? And as she's saying this, her, she ships into this most disgusting, horrifying looking reptilian entity that I've ever seen, like big, huge teeth, reptilian eyes, scales, everything. And I'm like, oh, what is going on? I took off out the room and I'm running and it's like walking after me, talking like, what, you're going to leave me now? What's going on? Don't you want me anymore? Uh, <laughs> uh, as she's doing this, my whole house turns into a prison. Uh, I look outside the 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 sky is red. There are bars on the windows. Mold is growing all inside my house. I doesn't even recognize any. I'm in, I'm in a dungeon basically. And I start to realize I'm trapped in my own like loop time loop in this reptilians dungeon, this entity, this uh, kind of attachment that was with me for, I found out a long time was angry that we were about to get rid of it. So it kind of manifested in front of me and trapped me in this mind loop thing where I thought I was literally in this reptilian's dungeon. And I don't know why I just jump in the shower. I turn on the water. The water's all dingy and gross looking. And I'm like, I, got, I don't know what's going on, but I got to get rid of this. Well, luckily, October, my girlfriend, she realized what's going on. And she is in a meditative state. And she calls in Archangel Michael and Gabriel. And as she's doing this, I'm in the tub and I hear this loud commanding voice go, no, you're being deceived. And as it said it, I spit up black goo, Wayne. <laughs> I swear to God, it was there. It went down the drain. I wish I could have kept it, but of course I was in the damn shower. Black goo shoots out of my mouth as this voice is commanding that it's not real. And then the lights in the bathroom just become as bright as I've ever seen. The, everything's back to normal. My house is a normal house again. I'm puking up black stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, October, what just happened? And she told me that she took that reptilian and threw it through a portal. And uh, with the help of Archangel uh, Michael and Gabriel. And man, you don't know the, the weight that was lifted after. I felt like a completely different person. You know, I was, I thought I was doing well, but I had this extra sluggishness about me every day that was gone. And I totally attribute it to that, that attachment, that, in, that entity that could have been manifesting in my life in, in many, many different ways. Um, and that's kind of like the, the culmination of everything. Cause that only happened uh, about a month ago. Really? Yeah. Now this is so interesting because, you know, I cover a lot of books here and one of the books on dealing with entities, uh, is in fact, um, she was walking her dog and the next thing she knew, um, she was over in England and, Long story short, she ended up in Tibet and in there, in this monastery that she was in, um, they gave her uh, this elixir to drink and she said it was disgusting. And as she went through this purification process, uh, she was in fact vomiting, you know, as she said, as blackness. And it's interesting what you were experiencing. Now, eventually for her, it led to a Kudalini uh, uh, experience. And 
you know, her life hasn't been the same since then. And it sounds to you from what I'm hearing, neither is yours. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm living in a completely different reality now. Um, And I, you know, I've found that with everything going on right now, all the, you know, agendas that we see in the news and everything a lot of them finding your yeah finding your own timeline your own personal utopia where you enjoy every minute of your life and you don't surround yourself with bs and negativity that's the place i want to be and that's the place i wake up every day and you know i if i have to go to like a store or Walmart or someplace that's uh, may have some negative energies. Uh, I consider it. One of my guests said uh, it's traveling through dimensions. You just have to mm-hmm. travel through a different dimension for a little while. Try not to soak up those energies. And then you'll be out of that dimension back in your own little utopia soon. And that's the way I try to live. And man, uh, it, it's excellent. Just not participating in the bullshit. I've been able to talk about it here on the show, talk about the BS, bring it to people's attention, but completely separate myself from it in a way that is very satisfying. And I, you know, I'm still able to, I believe, get what needs to be gotten out from my guests. I agree with you. It's, it's a remarkable adventure when you don't associate with that, I mean, and, it, and it's a cleansing, it's a detoxing. Um, you know, the world, it, it lives now from one crisis to the next. And if you're plugged into that, uh, it's zapping you of all of your energy. And the next thing you know, and you can see it in people, they just, they become haggard. I like what you were said, you said that there was kind of a sluggish aspect in you know, it's interesting because if you go out into public stores, et cetera, there are those that you can see it. I know one particular and I can, oh, I can act- feel it from these people. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like what Lynn told me. She said, you know, you're the only man, she says, I've known that I get up singing. There's a song and I get up and I have my own mantra, but it, it's interesting because that establishes me to where I really am right now. I'm, I'm here in one aspect, but I'm also in another realm. I, I, I've come to that reality that you can coexist in different multiple planes at the same time. Yep. And that's what we're seeing on a, a grand scale right now. I think so. There are people on their own little timelines. There's a, a large amount that are on a fear timeline that are going to keep declining in their consciousness evolution. And there are those that are on the timeline where they've surpassed the uh, BS information that they're getting and they're looking towards their own lives and what they can do to better themselves. And then that's spreading into a different kinds of consciousness evolution. I think we're in a, a very critical time right now uh, with the state of our, our global society, because we've come to understand that so much we've learned throughout our whole existence is a lie, that our history is a lie, our, our medical system is a lie, our pharmaceutical system. And it's wonderful that we these people are, are coming to realize this. It just sucks that we've had to have these, this catalyst of negative events to bring it that way. And it makes me wonder if that was the only way we'd have, we would have seen this kind of spark of awakening in people, you know? I, you know, there is a theory out there that we have entered in what they call acceleration uh, evolution. And the theory is with acceleration, 
if you look at humanity, there have been times in what we would call the modern era, the last 10,000 years, where we've actually advanced very little in our capacity, our IQ, our ability to live longer. We have failed in doing that. And as with the natural law, the natural law of the universe is not to stay static. And, and, it, and, and, and if it is, if there is a part of that static there, there's a force and inertia that begins to build behind that stopping point. I think that that's where we've been at for the last 2000 years. Um, I think that in, we're, we're emerging out of that. And the result is, is that now you're seeing, as I was telling you, what our group is doing here in this mass telepathy experiment, this workshop. And what we're finding is off the chart uh, that we're finding individuals who we, we don't connect. We don't use any technology. This is all done telepathically. And I was relating so much to your experience that within your own mind, you were living in multiple. Some of it was a thought form that you didn't construct, but yet you were in it. And then there was this, this purging. And I think that that has a lot to do with the spiritual aspect of it. Um, it's just my take. And now you're in this place where there is this perception of calmness. There's this, um, there's this inner acceptance is what I hear. And this is where I think where a lot of us get to where you realize, okay, I, I acknowledge that it's out there. I get that. But if we truly are, spiritual beings, if we truly do have a life after this one, then that means that we can do something to change what we're in. It may be only our own little reality. And your story, your experience just validated for what we're experiencing on so many different levels. And I, I appreciate that. I mean, it's like far out. Right. And, you know, I, I consider it a lot to be just manifestation through positive thoughts, positive energy and intent, but a hell of a lot of hard work too. Um, you know, a no lot easy people, way out. A lot of people think that, you know, being able to just manifest things or you just, you know, be positive and love everybody and woo woo light and love. And that's it. It's just going to happen. No, it took, it took a lot of work. And I think for anybody's to get to that point, um, it's going to take, you know, work. It's not just you thinking about something and hoping for the best. Uh, I think that's the way the universe works. And once you take that first step, after you take that first step, it might take two or three for you and get you to where you need to be. So where do you see yourself now going, Chris? And this is exciting because to me, you know, it's, um, you know, I think it's one of the lyrics of uh, Elton John, you know, you can still change the path you're on, you know? And so it sounds to me like you've had a profound life changing event. So where do you see now the, the mission for Chris? Well, I, I take it really a day at a time, but I do have some big plans and things in the works. Um, first, we're just going to continue with this show. We have expanded uh, to what we call the forbidden knowledge network, where we feature other podcasts on our website. We have about, eight or nine other podcasts that we're featuring on there, like Ryder Lee's Raised by Giants, Inception Podcast, The Ancient Gift. There's a few more on there. So you can get all those at forbiddenknowledge.news. Um, also, we are planning on shooting a documentary this summer. Um, hopefully we're going to get out 
be able to do that, we're going to be planning on taking a pop-up trailer across the United States. We're going to get footage from sacred sites, paranormal hotspots, places of interest, conspiracy sites, uh, and interview my favorite guests along the way, uh, people that I've interviewed, some new guests, and hopefully some of you and fellow podcasters, uh, and just get a kind of complete story of not only what's happened in my life, but what's really going on behind the scenes across the United States and with the people that uh, my favorite guests and even new information that we might not have heard yet uh, and bring it all to kind of like this, uh, this soup of all the topics that I've covered from paranormal to ufology, spirituality, conspiracies, and it's going to be broken down into probably an eight port docuseries because it's going to be too huge to to make into one uh and hopefully we'll get started on that in june uh and if you guys would like to help out with that uh in any way we do have a website you can go to called supportfkn.com uh, and with that, you're going to get little uh, snippets and information from Corey Hughes' upcoming book about the JFK assassination. So that's really cool. Send me uh, those so links, by the way. I, I'll I put will. it in the uh, description section. Yeah, for sure. So hopefully we'll get that started. And we're looking at about probably two or three months of filming and a couple of months of post-production. So next year sometime, we're hoping to come out with this. Yeah, I, I'm excited about it, you know, and I'll let, I'll have you on and, you know, tell us that as you're continuing going through it, love to want to get uh, October on um, really. So uh, how has this affected her? I mean, <laughs> obviously it's had some, you know, some jarring moments. Oh yeah. Well, she's in a completely different place now too. Um Whenever we, we got together, she had no idea that uh, she would be doing readings now. She's doing, um, she's doing uh, intuitive readings on Zoom and over the phone. Uh, she's completely changed the path she's on. She started doing the podcast uh, and just realized that she is a lot more powerful than she ever uh, kind of led on before. She would just give readings to people here and there all the time and she'd actually be able to do channeling where she would actually bring in spirits and they would speak through her and she just never kind of brought it out into the open and and, and kind of shared her gift with people and helped people and now she's started to do that and i think that's a great thing uh yeah. because man there's a lot of people she's helped just in the past couple of months just starting to do this i am excited tell her i'd love to get her on because oh, there's yeah. So, you know, and I'll share a little personal thing with myself. So because of my religious upbringing, it was something that I cut off, you know, as a kid, um, had many experiences that um, as I'm at this point in my life, I now realize where I shut that off and being psychically intuitive, um, you know, particularly the Christian religion is very much anti, you know, anything where your extrasensory perception of, you know, senses are concerned. And the reason why is that you, you, you channel that back into theirs. I mean, the whole thing with the Holy Spirit, you know, many people don't, who've never been down in that study is that the Holy Spirit has nine separate gifts. Each one of these gifts is clairvoyance, is, you know, clairaudience. I mean, I can go all through this. And the weird thing is, 
is that those of us who have these natural abilities, like October, like yourself, others who are waking up to this fact, is that when you're immersed in that, those abilities come out in those giftings, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, uh, laying hands on people, being able to see uh, what we would call uh, the, the gift of discernment where you can see into the spirit realm. And when you step outside that dogma, those abilities do not diminish. They, they stay with you. Mm-hmm. And that's what I see taking place. There, there is an awakening in the aspect that many people who never thought it was possible that they could ever be telepathic, uh, never thought it was possible that they could connect with other people just merely by thinking, this is what I'm seeing taking place. And, you know, I've been on YouTube for a while, like yourself, and there seems to be this, this, and it, it's, it's amazing. It's permeating virtually as you and I were talking prior, we went live, every aspect of this, of the spoke on the wheel. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I see it too. I see that people are coming into their abilities. They're realizing this and it's a beautiful thing. And I've experienced this myself in different ways since uh, my first experience. Uh, like we said, picking up on people's energies. Uh, I can't even go like a place like Walmart. If I go in there, I feel sick. Um, it's a combination of picking up people's you know, negative energies, all the frequencies they have going on in there. And before I wouldn't, I would either not pay attention to it or it wasn't, you know, I wasn't picking up on it. My antenna wasn't picking up on those frequencies, but now it's wide open. And even if I go somewhere where people have had a really bad day, you know, a couple of people, I can pick up on that as well. And I think it's different for every person. I think everyone on this planet has different abilities. It's just, what is your particular talent, you know? uh like you said you know how i avoid that by the way what's that hey i don't go to walmart but two (laughs) right yeah exactly i am there the minute the door is open if it's 5 a.m i'm there you know why because there's no one in there yeah yeah i don't have to i only have to deal with you know the 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 people that are restocking the shelves and what have oh i try and avoid it at all costs yeah i do it's like any any big place that has a, a lot of people you're gonna well I don't even think I could fly anymore, as I was telling Lynn that, you know, there was a time where, you know, I was, you know, hundreds of thousands of air miles each year. Um, I can't do that anymore. I'm like you. I can't be around very large groups. It just it's 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 almost like you have to wear that suit of armor. (laughs) It's like I ain't picking up on this shit, man. Go go away. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also the increase of probably electromagnetism and frequencies in the air. Like we were talking about earlier before we started recording, the magnetic north is shooting towards Siberia. We probably, that brings probably all kinds of electromagnetic interference oh. and, and changes in the in the atmosphere that we can't tell. But when you're up in a plane, it probably hits you hard. Uh, and that I have makes- a friend that flies for one of the major airlines and... Um- they're carrying, they, they, they have concealed and carry now because the, the, the incidences of flight rage is off the scale. 
you got people opening up the emergency hatch, you know, and you're on the taxiway going out. I mean, it's just nuts. Well, they're trying to get people to wear masks when they can barely breathe as it is. And all these frequencies are hitting them and they have all this negative energy around them. So, I mean, of course, that's to be uh, expected. <laughs> somebody flipping out over that. It, it, it's the boiling frog syndrome. It really is. I heard someone th- say that the, uh, the other day, that that's what we're all experiencing as a society. We're the boiling ro- the frog and we're the frog. Yeah. And the water has been turned up, you know, uh, it's a, there's a political theory called nudging. And the theory is, is that you can't bring sudden change to a large collective. They'll reject it. But what you can do is that you can nudge. And within a time frame of a year, you've nudged them so far that they've changed themselves. Well, what I think has happened is they, they, they skip past the nudge. They're on some kind of time crunch and they're moving way too fast for whatever reason. When I say they, those in control, the, the powers, the elites, whatever you want to call them, I think that they've made some major mistakes. They're going too fast and people have realized it and they're saying, wait, hold on a second. This is bullshit. Uh, and actually, I think they are the ones that are being backed into a corner now from those that have eyes to see and the questions that they can't answer. And they're just backed in the corner, throwing everything they can at us, like, you know, Q-tips and toilet paper, and it's just not hurting us. And we're keep on walking, marching towards them. And they have nothing else to do except, you know, throw in these BS agendas like, uh, well, we got Ukraine now, and then we're going to probably go back to some COVID agendas later on because they can't, they spent way too much money and time on that stuff to just let it go. Right. So uh, it's do always you think something- that. Do you think that that may, uh, it's interesting because as I see this, whatever this agenda is, it, it, and it's, it's nasty. Any way you look at it, it's not good for human beings, but then I have to take in the other side of the equation. We in, 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 in astronomy, cosmology, our solar system is now well entrenched in this, whatever you want to call it, the Parker wave, whatever you want to say it is. We know that the outer planets are changing. We're seeing now Mars become seismic active like we've never seen before. We know that our star, because of the Parker probe, when it went through the first time of the coronasphere, it detected heavy elements, primarily iron, which is all clues that our sun, even as you and I speak, is being encased in a heavier, denser element which means that if, in fact, you follow the science, we're due for a nova effect. And a nova effect is going to be a very bad day on Earth for human beings. So my point to all this is, with the increased UFO activity, or UAP, depending on how you want to put it, um, I'm, and I had this vision, this dream last night, that's why I'm talking about this, I saw arcs, arc ships, they're all over outside the earth. I mean, they're, 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 it's not just one. So my question is, is something about to happen where it's going to tie in to the mythological rapture event of which has been predicted by the seers for some time? And I merely say that they are merely seeing what happened before and it's about to play out again. Just a theory, just a thought. Well, I mean, it would it would make sense. I I, th- I don't think that the the whole UAP UFO thing in the mainstream was brought out for no reason. 
I think it's here to seed something into the consciousness. Um, but I don't think it is in any way what they're trying to portray. And I think it's something beyond human understanding, what we're really witnessing. But they're trying to, to, to put something in the human consciousness to get ahead of it so that we go off of their narrative and not what is really happening. I think what's really happening is much more of a spiritual phenomenon. Um, I think that it's much less of a nuts and bolts, little green men coming from different planets phenomena than it is they are somehow linked to us, whether they are our ancient ancestors, whether they're our angels, spirit gods, whether whatever you want to call them, that this phenomenon is completely and directly linked to each and every one of our human consciousness. And for whatever reason, they don't want us to know that. So they separate it by making it a scientific, physical, little green men coming in tin can thing. Uh, when it's really, uh, I believe, trying to upgrade and en enlighten and push the human race to its next level of evolution, which they don't want us to, to get to. That's why they want us to you know, put us in the metaverse. They want to completely stall our, our, our spiritual growth and what we're just talking about with all these abilities that we have that are now popping back up into the human consciousness. Uh, they don't want that to happen, so they will try and stall it by um, making us a more material uh, type of race, merging our biology with technology, um, and putting us into a matrix inside of a matrix, inside of a matrix. So we don't know. Transhumanism. Transhumanism. So we don't know who that is. Interesting. Yeah. Because, you know, as you were talking, I think what's it, and, and it is, again, you, you look at the natural law, the seven principles. And if in fact, they are the foundation of what reality is, which I think they are, it's interesting because I was recently reading a paper that there is a division happening amongst human beings. There seems to be those who are more uh, prone to what we would call the spiritual aspect of their existence, to where you now have this emerging class or emerging group who see technology as the ultimate control, because the theory goes that if you leave humans to free choice, they just become confused where if you limit their choice and you establish parameters which they can't violate, then they have a mission and a purpose in life. And that's what I'm seeing taking place. You, you really is, this bifurcation is really happening. Yeah, we see, uh, the, it's like kind of like the right brain versus left brain. My, my neighbors, some of them, they, I, just me out there freaks, freaks them out because they know where I stand in the occult and, you know, what I do. And, hey, Darlene, much love to you, dear, um, that <laughs> they, they freaking avoid me. I mean, they literally walk to the other side of the street, which, well, you know, it's like it's happened to my ancestors before. So it's cool, you know, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's indoctrination. They, you know, they don't want you to know the, the occulted truth when a lot of the information that's hidden is it's hidden for, because they, those in control don't want us to have the information. Don't want us to have the power. They want to keep it all for themselves. So they invert it. They make it evil. You know, that's what they've done with everything in the Bible, all spiritual texts. They've inverted everything. So we don't know what the hell is up and down and we don't know who's good or evil. Uh, and it's all like, yeah, that's the whole thing. It's like, well, who's defining good here? You know, it's like, that's the question I ask. And even when I'm in the astral, 
Uh, and I'm having conversations with entities that I don't even realize, and they're trying to bring up into my mind issues of good and bad. Well, a time in the past, I would have fallen for that. I would have really gotten caught up in that because, but now my question, and I push back, is define good, define evil. Right. I mean, I only knew good from a religious dogma. I mean, that was the foundation. Unfortunately, even our laws are founded on that same dogma. Mm. I mean, it's, it's pretty odd, but I agree with you. The more people become aware that they have telepathic skills, they have extrasensory perceptions, which are just their six, seven, and eight senses, as Trina and I've talked about, um, and then your profound experience I mean, Chris, you were just activating other senses that you weren't probably aware of. But Wayne, wouldn't it be easier just to plug yourself into the metaverse and have all these abilities there? You know, you can but plug someone in created you that metaverse. I don't know who created that. I'm it, still trying to figure out who created this, this one. one. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, what I said. Like a matrix were... within a matrix within a matrix. Then we, we certainly won't know where the hell or what the hell we're doing in that one. Right. I, and I, 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 this is just a conspiracy side of me, you know, is that as we see this younger generation get more immersed in this virtual reality of going into the metaverse, um, I think, and it's just me, that there is an insidious aspect of this because they're not talking the spiritual aspect of this. You can't mess with a person's mind and altering reality and say that it's not going to impact them spiritually. And, and, and spirituality it, uh, is non-existent in today's world, according to. Oh, me. that's right. I forgot about that. I forgot that. Yeah. Trying to extinguish that. <laughs> yeah. You know, how do you do that? I mean, it's like, well, you don't have a spirit. Well, okay. So are there ghost uh, someone's here right now with us huh um <laughs> hello come out come out wherever you are but uh yeah <laughs> excuse me but that's what it is and it and it's sad because they're trying to devoid us in this aspect and what happens the more that you try to say that there isn't something that exists it becomes existing yeah it's like uh, it's like there's this this grand design, this grand um, kind of uh, source that is controlling all is doesn't want to be suppressed anymore, and it's coming out in all aspects. Uh, if you think of us as individuals, as all pieces of source that want to try and experience life. Uh, maybe we've all gotten too far from that source and we've realized it and we said, you know what, maybe it's time to get back closer to where we can all understand what the hell's really going on because our fractals got too far away from that. And that's the way I like to think about it sometimes is that we're at a point where we're ready to get back there. We're ready to get back to source and to our home. And that's, that's where our you know how you do that, Chris, that. you do it with an attitude of gratitude. We talk about that all the time on this channel. If you are grateful 24 hours a day or all your conscious time, things happen because yeah. your, your whole aura, the horror vibe of you becomes one of a massive energy of thanksgiving, of gratitude. That's love. Yes. I mean, that, that's compassion. Oh, I find myself saying thank you to the universe. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. I was vacuuming and I just, you know, 
I, you know, the thing about it is, as I talk to whoever this is, whatever it is, it no longer has a gender to it. It's, it's just profound. It's there. Mm-hmm. And I guess for me, I've come to the point where it's not important for me to know a name. It's important for me to know the energy. Yeah, but that's, it's all about frequency, all about energy. It's all it about is. connecting to that. I think that we all have kind of this um, angelic or celestial or divine energy out there in the universe, and we have the option to connect with that, or we can just keep floating and, and not have any connection to that source. And it's when you make the connection, when you acknowledge, wow, things happen. I mean, sure. as uh, our loving Brian Barnett used to say, you know, be the frequency you want to be and be the frequency you intend to be. I mean, that's, it, it really is that. Yeah. And the more we learn about the power of frequencies and even sounds, uh, mm. the healing aspects of it. I mean, there is so much that we are just learning about the powers of energies and healing and frequencies that it could change our, I mean, it could basically extinguish the whole modern medical system as we know it and pharmaceutical system. Because as we've learned in the past few years, if you don't go get that early screening for cancer, if you don't take those AZT drugs for AIDS, you'll probably be fine. If you don't go to the hospital and get pumped full of pharmaceuticals and and all these things that people think they need to be healthy and and better, you'll probably just be fine. If you get enough exercise, if you go out in the sunlight and take care of yourself and your mental state, you'll probably be fine. Just don't get your limbs cut off. Well, the thing I tell, if if you're well up here, you're going to be well in here. Yeah. And it, it works that way. Well, how can people get in touch with you, my friend? Uh, and, you know, and definitely let October know. Love to have her on. For sure. Yeah. Uh, if you want to email me, forbiddenknowledgenews at gmail.com. Forbidden Knowledge News is available on all podcast platforms. Somehow we're still on YouTube, man. I don't know. We're, we're still there. We managed to scrape by. We get strikes every now and then. Um, we are also on Rumble, Odyssey, Rockfin. Rockfin's where you get our premium content. Uh, $10 a month, you get all our premium content and all the premium content from all the guys there on Rockfin. they got some awesome creators there. And I think that is, that's it. Well, you send me all of that and I'll add it into the description box here. And um, Chris, this is exciting. It's been an exciting hour. I mean, I'm excited <laughs> for you. What's yeah, that? Man. I'm excited for you too, man. This is and fun. It's good stuff. It is good stuff. And it, it's exciting and it's upbeat. It's, a, it's the fact that we, 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 we have a world that's just, it's dense. It's the only thing I can say. It's dense. The energy is dense. It's it's every even the sun is getting back now to where it's the stinging sun. It yeah. sucks. I mean, it was gone there for a while, but man. Uh, but this is this is uplifting. Listening to your experience, how the changes in your life, it's edifying because it says, even in the midst of what seems to be so dark, there is great light. I mean, yeah. man. Yeah, it was in the middle of the darkness that I embraced that light for sure. Mm, well, we could do a whole show on that, <laughs> and that is profound. Yeah. Well, thank everybody in the chat room. Thank all of you, all the folks and the moderators. Thank you for everyone in the conversation. Uh, so good to see all of you. Man, check out, uh, I left your uh, YouTube link, your channel link, but and I know that it probably also will show the other information, but get that. Uh, support Chris in this, you know, we, Chris, I know, you, you know, 
I look at you as a as part of the soul tribe because uh, your energy is right in tune with ours. It's just like with Ryder Lee, the same way. It's and and speaking of Ryder, there he is. <laughs> Ryder, what's up? Ryder, how about that, brother? Got to have you on, man. Let's see. What was your last show that I watched and you said, it, what is it worth? Or is it, what was that, uh, right? I have to remember, it's, you know, was it worth it or something? Anyway, well, Chris, <laughs> stay with me on here. Thank you, everyone. Much love to you all. I think the ladies will be on tomorrow. I'm going to have Grandpa Brian and Lucky, hopefully will be coming on as well. want to talk a little bit about uh, the week coming up. Uh, got, the, uh, got the word, got the shape, and got the color. So it's already there. So we love all of you. Brandon, much love to you. Darlene, much love to you, dear. And everyone, we will see you on the uh, turnaround. Yes. All right. Bye-bye, everyone.